Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Saturday. Uh, happy Holy Week as we come up through the weekend here. Um, and a happy celebration of the resurrection. Um, God is good, and he's blessed us with another year of, of joy and happiness and health. And what a great opportunity to revel in the in the joy of the resurrection this week. Um, please make sure you're enjoying enjoying every opportunity you get to spend time in the Word this week. Um, what I always do, my tradition during Holy Week is to listen to an audiobook, uh, Stephen Mansfield's Killing Jesus. Um, it is excellent. I listen to it as an audiobook because I like to hear him reading it and talking about it. Um, it's an excellent one for me. I'm doing a little road trip in this weekend or this week, so uh, you can. I, I, I'm, that's what I'm going to do while I'm road tripping is listen to, listening to that. Um, but whatever your traditions are, however you choose to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, make sure you're doing that. Make sure you're bringing that message of the gospel to your friends and family and kids and um, never being ashamed to share the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. Um, I'm not ashamed of the, of the gospel because it is the gift, gift of God uh, to everyone who believes, right? Romans 1.16. So get out there and make sure that you're sharing the message of God. Today's episode uh, is going to be a Saturday morning coffee where we talk about some of the ideas uh, presented earlier in the week. Before we get to that, though, make sure that you are following us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us um, on both of those platforms pretty active. You can get our, you know, handles and everything at the end of the episode. You'll hear that in the outro. Um, if you would like to be a part of the Gird Up community, that's also on Facebook. If you've got a, a Gird Up community on Facebook, great opportunity for men of God to interact with each other um, and to continue growing his grace in grace and knowledge of the truth and encouraging each other as brothers. Make sure you get in there and get on there. Um, I would love to help see that thing grow. The, and then if you feel the desire or if you feel the calling on your heart to support us financially, man, that would sure be a help. Um, right now we're funding ourselves, which is fine, uh, part of our donation to the kingdom of God. Um, but with your assistance, uh, we would love to be able to help this thing grow and reach more people with it. Um, up, everything from updating equipment to helping offset the fees that, that are required in order to get this thing online, all that kind of stuff is all things that, that, that are supported by your donation. So if you want to donate, um, you can go on Patreon and donate there. Otherwise, you can sponsor ep- episodes or multiple episodes of the podcast. Um, just contact me, hit, shoot me an email. All that information is at the end of the podcast as well. Finally, if you would like Gird Up to come and talk at your church or community group or um, you know, youth group or men's group or whatever it might be. If you want to hear from us, if you want us to lead a workshop or, or just talk to you about our resources or or share you know, a topic, an idea um, on girding up and being a man that God created you to be, uh, we would love to do that. Um, we would love to get more of those invitations. We've gotten a few of them so far. Um, we really enjoy sharing the message of, of the gospel, message of Christian manhood with you guys. So um, if you would like to hear from us in person, um, go ahead and shoot us an email. Give, get us an invite. I don't care if it's two people sipping coffee together or you know a church full of people. I'll talk to anybody about it because it's something I'm passionate about and it's something I would love to spread. So don't be uh, afraid or intimidated to, to reach out and say, hey, we want to talk to you about what's going on. I love hearing from you guys. I love drinking coffee. So buy me a cup of coffee or, or better yet, <laughs> buy me a cup of coffee and bring a couple friends along. Uh, whatever it might be, I would love to keep continue to share this message. With that being said, you're going to hear from our sponsor of this particular episode of the Gird Up Podcast. And off we go. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Christ for Disciples podcast. 
I'm Pastor Paul Steinberg, son of a canon, father of five sons. Each weekday on the Christ for Disciples podcast, I apply God's word to raising the next generation. Take 10 minutes each weekday to listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast and get direction and gospel power to disciple the youngest generation. Subscribe to the Christ for Disciples podcast by going to ChristForDisciples.com or searching on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and whatever else. ChristForDisciples.com. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world. Here, you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God has created us to be. We're glad you joined us today. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves to gird up and join us on this road towards Christian manhood. May God bless your time with us. Here we go. All right, fellas, today's Saturday morning coffee is actually kind of founded in an idea that was presented in our interview on Tuesday with Mr. Castenzio Venegas, um, but we're going to flesh it out a little bit and run with it here. I think it was a, it was a great idea that he brought up, um, and I think it's it, it's uh, it touched my heart and my mind a little bit, and, and uh, I was thinking about it throughout the week without because, I mean... It, it was a good thought, so we're going to run with it today, and uh, I think uh, I think you're going to like where we go with it. Um, but in order to lead into that, I want to talk about my my own history a little bit here. Um, it, it's not a surprise to anyone who's known me since I was a child or known me since I was young, um, although I, I'm getting better. Uh, but it wouldn't be a surprise to anyone to hear that I I have never really been um, what you would call smooth. <laughs> I've never been uh, particularly uh, particularly good with the ladies. Now, I, I certainly do hold my own. Um, I, I get I, I get plenty of dates, and uh, I, I enjoy female company. But um, I have I, I've never been smooth. I've never been accused of being smooth. Um, and a few times where I've appeared to be smooth, even for a few moments, it was was purely accidental. Um, I have tried, and I think. Uh, Again, if you know me personally, one of my greatest charms is uh, is my ability is my ability to make a fool of myself and fall forward. <laughs> right? Um, I've got I've got a, more than one friend who at at uh, different points in our lives have just looked at me and said, "You are a big dumb animal," but everybody loves you, <laughs> and it's true. And and that's the case also in my dating life. And I'm not I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm not I'm not trying to hide anything or pull the wool over your eyes. I I am no ladies' man. I am no ladies' man. I've got I've got a charm about me, um, but it's it's not. I'm not smooth. That that's for sure. And uh, I think that was particularly true when I was when I was younger. I was in high school. I remember a couple. I, I man, I had a girl once who I was super super. This is like this is my sophomore year of high school, so I was like 15. I had a girl who was super into me, and I was super into her. I mean, uh, like I, I was having dreams about her in a wedding dress, you know. And uh, 
she like she was waiting around, waiting for me to ask her out. She should have been my first girlfriend. At one point, her older sister actually walked up to me at a basketball game and said, are you going to ever ask my sister out? And I said, I'll get around to it. I, I never did. I blew it. I blew it. I chickened out. <laughs> and uh, you, you, can, you, can, you can try and shrink my head a little bit and, and play some armchair psychology as to why, but it doesn't really matter at this point. <laughs> it, uh, it, it happened, you know, 15, 15 years ago. So I'm like, oh boy, I'm getting old. It happened a long time ago. And uh, man, I still think about it. <laughs> wow, my life might have been different if, uh, if I'd asked her on a date. But um, the reality is I probably wouldn't be sitting here podcasting with you. So God works in mysterious ways. Um, I, I don't think I would have known what to do if I if I had landed her though. You know, like if I had gotten her to to be in a relationship with me, if I if she had become my first girlfriend, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have known what to do with her when I when I got her. I really enjoyed the chase, but I don't think I would have known what to do when I got her. It's like a it's like a a dog who lives in the house, you know, and and he barks at squirrels and he and he yaps at squirrels and he and he chases squirrels, but he wouldn't know what to do. He wouldn't know what to do when he caught it. He ain't gonna eat it. He doesn't know what to do with it, or or a cat that catches a mouse and just like walk I they don't know what to do with it house cats don't know what to do with the mouse it cracks me up I think, I think teenage boys are the same way um they love they love to chase the girls but they don't necessarily know what to do when they catch them um and uh that's <laughs> that's just a fact of life it's something that's something you learn as you go um and and you learn pretty quickly i think once you start to really get to know some of those young ladies that um there there's no like trick to it there's no there's no um magic or whatever you just got to get down and get to work and you got to get to know her um and this is true in all phases of life, right? Uh, there's a lot of people that chase after a promotion. They get the promotion. They look around. They look around their brand new office and they go, well, well, now what? Right? There's a lot of people that say, you know, this is this is what's going to, I'm going to buy this car. This is my goal. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to earn the money. I'm going to save up and buy this car. They get the car. They start driving it around. It's got that new car smell. And after a couple of weeks, they go, well, now what? They don't know what to do with it now that they've got it. Right? Um, I don't want that to be our spiritual lives. There's a lot of people out there where that's their spiritual lives. They, they, uh, they, they found this wonderful thing in Jesus. They found this wonderful thing in salvation, and they truly believe it. And they have every intention, of, every intention of giving their lives to Jesus and and going out and and being the the men that God created them to be. But all too often, there's very little action that goes alongside it. I want to start with uh, I want to start with the parable that Jesus told in Matthew chapter thirteen. He says, "The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it." You and I, folks, we've been given an incredible gift. We've been given salvation. Jesus was our substitute. He lived the perfect life in our place, died an innocent death. On the third day, he rose again. Um, This weekend, we're celebrating Palm Sunday. Next weekend, we're celebrating Easter. We're celebrating the resurrection that gave us life, that gives us peace and forgiveness and grace and mercy and joy. All of that is a direct result of the gift that we've been given. But now what? Now where do we go? There's... There's, there's a tendency among Christians to stop right there. That's where it ends. 
You make sure that your wife is also a Christian. You, you send your kids to a Christian school. You show up at church on Sunday, and that's about it. You don't really do anything that's too bad, but you also don't really do anything that's too good. You just try and be a good person and show up on Sunday, and that's, that's the way it is. But that's not what God has called us to. That's not what God has called us to. That, that's like finding a pearl in a field and saying, I'm so glad that pearl's there. But you never go out and buy it. Look what he does. He sells absolutely everything he has, and he goes and buys that pearl. The man who finds a buried treasure in a field, buries it again, goes and sells everything he has. Sells every last thing he has, leaves everything behind. And he goes and he buys that field, and now he's a rich man. They knew what to do when they found something good. Do we know what to do when we find something good? When the Holy Spirit shows up knocking on the door and and, and plants a seed of faith in my heart, what happens next? I get baptized, I get confirmed, or if, if I've been you know, a child of God since I was a little kid, I, you know, I make sure I'm a member of a church and I start showing up on Sunday, but what happens after that? What happens next? What do we do with this treasure we've found? Paul noticed exactly this problem in the early Corinthian church, and he writes about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm going to read selected verses to you. I give you milk, not solid food, for you are not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You're still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere men? We are God's fellow workers, and you are God's field, God's building. Do not deceive yourselves. If any one of you thinks he is wise by the standards of this age, he should become a fool so that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. Now that we've been given a tremendous gift, we need to understand that we have been changed in our very identity. Our very DNA has been changed. I am no longer just a man in the world. I am now God's workmanship. I am the, the, the passage in 1 Corinthians says, I am God's field, God's building. God is working in me. He's, he's cultivating me. He's building me. He's constructing me into his image, into what he has in mind for me. And that's something I need to take seriously. And that's something I need to take to heart. And if I think that I am wise because I'm successful in the world, if I think that I'm wise in the ways of the world, Paul says, throw it away. You'd, you'd be better off being a fool. Because the wisdom of God is foolishness to those who are living outside the light. The wisdom of God is foolishness to those who don't believe in Jesus as their Savior. And therefore, we cannot continue to live as the world lives. It's not good enough just to show up at church on Sunday and try and be a good guy. We have to now grab this by the horns, and i got to understand that the Lord is cultivating me and grooming me and constructing me into the man he wants me to be. And I got to take that in my own hands now, and I got to move the ball forward. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is where knowledge and wisdom starts. If that's where it starts, that means I got to keep going. I can't just stop when I know Jesus. I can't just stop when I meet my Heavenly Father. I can't just stop when the Spirit starts to work in my heart. i got to go somewhere now. I can't sit back and fold my hands and acquiesce and say, now I've been given life and now I'm good. No, you got to get out there. you got to live for your Savior and you got to chase after grace and knowledge of the truth. Continuing in Proverbs chapter 2, my son, 
If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. Gentlemen, you know what to do now. You've been handed an incredible gift. You've been given the ball. Now you got to move it forward. Don't be complacent because you know your Heavenly Father. Go out and work on yourselves. Shave off the rough edges. Get that sandpaper out, right? Get that sandpaper out and get to work. Get a chisel if you need to. Bring men into your life who are going to be a chisel for you. There's three things you need to do to gird up and be the man that God created you to be. Number one is you got to get into the Word, and you got to start studying. Devotions are great. Listen to them. I listen to them. I read them. I, I, I dive into them. I have a couple different sources for them. One of them is the Christ for Disciples podcast I listen to every single morning on the way to school. I love the meditations that um, Wells, the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, puts out. They do it both online and they do a print version of those. I use those often. I have a couple of books even um, of their devotions. I read devotions with my kids every day at school. But that's only a start. You've got to get into the Word and you've got to get one-on-one time with Jesus. If, you, if you're married, would you just talk to your wife on the phone when you had the opportunity to spend time with her one-on-one? No way. Would you talk to an interpreter if you could speak to her yourself? No way. Get in there. Get in the Word and have a one-on-one relationship with your Heavenly Father. You've got to talk to Him and you've got to listen to Him. Dig into the Word and have a healthy prayer life. Number two, you got to surround yourself with men of God who are going to sharpen you. Proverbs says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. If you are surrounded by men who are lackeys, if you're surrounded by men who aren't pursuing the things of God, if you're surrounded by men who are complacent and boring and bored, if you're surrounded by men who don't push themselves and don't push you, then that's exactly what you're going to be. You need to surround yourself with men who are going to challenge you, men who are going to help you get rid of your rough edges, men who are going to help guide you in the direction of grace and knowledge of the truth, men who are going to drive you closer to the kingdom of God, who are going to fuel you to be a workman in the kingdom of God, and who are going to walk with you on your journey of Christian manhood. Those are the men you need to surround yourself with, and if if they aren't fulfilling that purpose, they don't need a place in your life. The third thing you need to do is you need to wear your identity as a child of God like a badge of honor. The mark of the mark of the Heavenly Father should be clearly upon you everywhere you go and in everything you do. Everyone you interact with should either know that you love your Heavenly Father or that there's something different about you. The people that interact with you should know you love Jesus. The people that interact with you should know you have a relationship with your Heavenly Father. It should be a part of your normal vernacular. It should be a part of your normal speech. The way you talk to the people around you should be filled with the words of Scripture, should be filled with your faith and and with your Heavenly Father. You don't have to be obnoxious, but there's no reason you can't say God bless you to the clerk on your way out the door. There's no reason when people ask you know, why you act the way you do that you can't explain to them that you love your Heavenly Father and you're thankful for the gifts that God has given you? If you go outside one day and the sun is shining and it's nice outside, you don't have to say, hey, nice weather, right? You could say, man, God is good. What a beautiful day. Boom. 
automatically they know who you are and where you stand. What a great opportunity to share the love of Jesus. The other thing, and it's a scary thing, the other thing is you're going to live in a glass house after that. You start wearing your Jesus t-shirts to school. You start walking around talking about your Savior. People are going to take notice and they're going to watch the way you act. And that's good for you because it's going to keep you accountable and it's going to force you to act like a man of God. But it's also good for the kingdom of God because now people are going to see you living out your manfulness. They're going to see you living out your calling as a man of God and they're going to be attracted to that. We want more men in the community of God. We want more men in the community of believers. Well, show up and be an example. Be the leader. I'm going to repeat those three things one more time. You're going to get into the word and you're going to have a healthy prayer life. So have a healthy devotional life and a healthy prayer life. Number two, you're going to surround yourself with men of God who are going to sharpen you. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And dump the guys, get rid of the guys, push away the guys that are going to pull you in the opposite direction. And third, you're going to start acting like a man of God, and you're going to wear that badge of honor on your sleeve. I lit- When I make the gird up t-shirts, I literally put the Christian flag on the sleeve as if it's a military shirt. Um, and, uh, you know, like you see, you see the advancing American flag on the uh, military shirts. Well, I put the advancing Christian flag on our shirt and a logo on the other sleeve so that everybody knows who I am and where I stand. You got to act right after that. You better act like a man of God because you're representing the entire kingdom of believers. Gentlemen, none of us is perfect and none of us is holy as we ought to be. But we do have a perfect example in our Heavenly Father, and we do have an unlimited resource at our disposal to help us grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Go out and be the man that God created you to be. Do not sit back, relax, acquiesce, and say, I'm good enough. I think I'm doing all right. Measure yourself against the canon of Scripture. Measure yourself against the mighty men of God and see where you stand. How you doing? I was reading Jordan B. Peterson uh, the other day, and the quote that stuck out to me big time was, he said, the ideal shames us all. Think about that for a second. The ideal shames us all. The ideal man, right? Like the picture perfect man, the picture we paint in our minds, that's the ideal. That ideal shames us all. None of us live up to the ideal. None of us live up to the expectation. None of us live up to what we know ought to be done and ought to be the way we live. None of us do that. There will always, even on our best days, be something better and greater to chase. Don't be afraid of that. Understand it. Accept it. Live with it. Chase after it. Savor it. And you will find yourself much farther down the road to Christian manhood. This isn't a road with a final destination, fellas. This is a road where we end up in heaven together rejoicing in our new bodies. It's not something we're ever going to achieve while we're on this earth. But it is a worthwhile pursuit. And it is, it is, it is going to result in eternal victory for all of us. God bless you guys. I hope you have a great week. Enjoy the celebration of Holy Week as we come up. Make sure you're getting into services um, and enjoying the time with family and friends. God bless you all. Um, Enjoy the celebration of the resurrection. And uh, peace be with you as we celebrate Holy Week. Here we go. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. 
You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast. And there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.